0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: They couldn't believe I didn't watch The Office. I've never seen The Office. Don't know about The Office. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Zings it for the end zone! Caught by Kelsey! On a slant! Touchdown, Kansas
0: City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. James Kinnaman a three for the tie! Off the bench! What is done. James Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer! And we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world.
1: As you know, Monty Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches. The Eliminator and the
2: Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator.
0: And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: I fear the Reaper today. Yeah, because I I feel, I just feel like death warmed over (laughs) today. I really do.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBVE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. His phone's been blowing up. He's an insider just like Adam Schefter, <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, have you been following along with all of the NFL free agency moves, all of the
1: trades that have been going on the last 24 hours? Well, I haven't seen what happened this morning. You kind of fill me in on a couple, but... Yesterday was just a wild, wild day in the NFL, and, you know, they call it the NFL offseason. There's no offseason for the NFL. It goes 12 months a year. We have several very fun stories
2: to talk about today. One of them is NFL free agency, and we could dive into all of that here in a moment and go through a lot of the big moves. Another story that I'd like to talk with you about, Steve, have you read about the latest lawsuit? that is about to be happening against the University of Kansas? Yes. From former football coach David Beatty. And the it, quote that he used? The quote that Beatty used? Yes. I didn't see the quote Beatty used. I we'll talk about the full story here in a moment. but This is just a little teaser, as we like to call it in the business. He said that KU Athletics was, quote, trying to find a dead hooker in his closet.
1: Oh, he's the one that said
2: yes. that? Yes. Okay. And and his uh, his attorney, his side is saying that that they have really been trying to get after wow, him, him and find. He sure
1: changed his tune when he was. So I'll be a J. Even though I'm fired, I'll be a Jay-Ock for life. So there's your teaser there for what we'll talk about here in a little okay. bit.
2: Also, have you read about all of the Lori Laughlin and rich parents, rich celebrity parents trying I, to get I, their rich kids into
1: college? Have you read into that? I, I did. And the big scandal that's been going on. I did on? just a little bit. It's called the biggest. Scam in college admissions history or something like that. So we've got a
2: ton of things to talk about today, Steve. And we'll, we'll bypass the David Beatty comment at first and get back to that here in just a moment. But maybe the biggest news of the day yesterday happened in the great city of Cleveland. And I think people are starting to believe, at least, let's say, a week ago, that the Cleveland Browns have a chance to put themselves back on the map and have a chance to get things going here in 2019. They've got a great general manager in John Dorsey. Everybody in this area is very familiar with him because of his time spent with the Kansas City Chiefs. But they made the biggest move of the free agency and and trade window here. And that is they have brought in Showtime. They have brought in Odell Beckham Jr., From the New York Giants to come be with Baker Mayfield and with that offense. And, Steve, this is going to be an offense with him, with Jarvis Landry. They've got some great running backs. This is a Cleveland Browns team
1: that has officially said, we are the real deal. We are open for business. And they also picked up Demetrius Harris from the Chiefs. Really sad about that one. But, you know, Demetrius Harris was a very serviceable player despite all his you know, false starts and legal procedures. And his inability to catch, catch the ball. Yeah, but <laughs> he he was he was the guy that couldn't catch the easy pass and made the difficult catch. But, you know, John Dorsey knew him from uh, his days in Kansas City, so he picked him up. Cleveland is really wheeling and dealing. And and I never did understand why John Dorsey was cut loose by Kansas That's City. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. I, I never really did quite get my finger on it. I didn't know if he and Andy Reid were having a power struggle or if – he and Clark Remember, Hunt. he's the one that drafted Patrick Mahomes. Right. Were he and, were he and Clark Hunt at loggerheads? I mean, I just I don't understand. And now Brett Veach, who is making his mark on the Chiefs, but maybe in the wrong way. And we'll talk about that Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Yeah, I mean, right now, in fact, if you read my column down, midkansasonline.com, I'm a little nervous, being a Chiefs fan, that uh, all the subtractions aren't being offset by additions. So... Obviously, they've got a plan. They're going to execute it at some point, but so far, it's they're they're just whittling wood away, and they're not uh, you know acquiring much. They've picked up two and lost four. I think is the tally right now. Back to the Browns and Odell Beckham
2: Jr. We'll circle back around to D. Ford. I'm excited for the Cleveland Browns. Good for them. The AFC North is starting to look like it's going to be their division. The Baltimore Ravens have a quarterback that. Can't really throw. The Steelers don't have a wide receiver anymore. They don't have a running back anymore. You look at the Bengals, I don't know even what's going on in Cincinnati. I don't know who's going to play for them this year. Who's going to coach? Did they ever even hire a coach? I don't know. Yeah, But the team in Northeast Ohio is starting to load it up. And my initial thought is, what the heck are the Giants doing? Oh, my gosh. So they signed Odell Beckham Jr. to the largest Wide receiver contract. It might have been one of the biggest contracts for anybody last year. So he made $21.5 million last year. The way their contract was set up for this year is now that Odell Beckham Jr. is a dead cap hit of $16 million for the Giants. Ouch. That's money that they are paying to him, and they cannot pay... they, They can't get anybody else on their cap. Right. So... He's hurting them $16 million. They did get a first-round pick for this upcoming draft. They got a third-round pick for this upcoming draft. And they got safety Jabril Peppers. Who was a first-round draft pick two years ago. So, I I get that Jabril Peppers is an okay pickup, but Odell Beckham Jr. is a star. And if you're trying to figure things out with a terrible quarterback, and Eli Manning, who they are going to continue to roll out there in the wheelchair until they could do something... If you're trying to figure out offensively why they did this, it doesn't make a lot of sense because Odell Beckham Jr. is such a great player. It was a weird year for them this year anyway, but he's a phenomenal player, if not the best wide receiver in the league, a top three, a top five guy for sure. Maybe their thought is, okay, we've got to cut all these big flashy names and we're just going to stick with Saquon Barkley, who had a terrific year for the Giants this past year.
1: They've got a couple other good receivers, though
2: but I don't understand what they're doing because you're cutting away some of your best players and saying, okay, Saquon Barkley, carry the ball 40 times a game. This isn't a talent issue.
1: This is a player who constantly causes problems on the sidelines, questions coaches, and to me, that's why this trade was made. It wasn't made because of his talent. Yeah, but look how much money they are eating because of it. But they're also... the. I know they have $16, what is it, 16 million toward the cap, but it also relieves them of how much money? It relieves them of some money on the, on the cap. I, I, we went through the same conversation a year ago, Steve,
2: with Marcus Peters. And you were saying, oh, he's a bad teammate. He's on the sidelines taking his shoes and socks off. I get it. But when you have superstar players that are in their prime, that are in big-time contracts that you've just signed, I don't really think it's Odell Beckham that's the problem here. Well, see, I, It's not Odell Beckham Jr. that's the problem. They have a quarterback that is old and can't
1: throw. That's, that's... there's lies the biggest problem. So why are they not adjusting and getting a quarterback? Well, if Dwayne Haskins is there with the number six pick, they're going to But gonna is that really it. the move they want to make? They've got to have a quarterback. Is it
2: Dwayne Haskins? Is it Kyler Murray? Why are they not on the free agency block here trying to get a new quarterback?
1: Well, that's Because true.
2: Eli Manning... Cannot cut it. He can't play. And, he just can't And play if this was their plan, and they're saying, okay, we're planning on being bad again next year in order to go, go get another quarterback, then why did they win enough this year? Why did they not just fully tank? I, I don't understand. Because it was like they wanted to hang around and be relevant, but at the same time,
1: well, they still had enough, thoughts on tanking. They still had enough decent players to be able to What they win. Four or five games this year? Weren't they like five and something? Somewhere in there. And I don't know how they did that with Eli at quarterback. Eli Manning is terrible. He is. And they keep throwing him out there.
2: And I thought he should have been done two years
1: ago. Yeah. And here he still is and might have two more years left. So in the end, they've put their eggs in Eli Manning's basket. Which is crazy. Yeah. When you've had... I agree.
2: Once-in-a-generation talent in Odell Beckham Jr., once-in-a-generation talent in Saquon Barkley... And you're throwing Eli Manning out there with them? Mm -hmm. I just don't understand how they could be wasting another year of Saquon Barkley's career. They could have got Case Keenum. They could have got anybody. Nick Foles. Anybody is better than Eli Manning. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Now, maybe Blake Bortles is in that same category, but he's about to be in no man's land. Well, maybe the Giants are going to pick up Blake Bortles. I would rather have Chad Henney be my quarterback than Eli Manning right now. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. Who else would you rather have in there? I know you're not a big Josh Allen fan, no. but wouldn't you rather have him than oh, Eli sure, Manning?
1: Sure, sure.
2: Josh Rosen. Joe Flacco. As much as I have poked the Denver Broncos fans about signing Joe Flacco... Joe
1: Flacco's better at this stage than Eli Manning is.
2: Exactly. And I just, I'm shocked by what the Giants have done with this. But good for the Browns. I hope that they can get things going. I hope they can win. Now back to the move that we were talking about a moment ago, Steve, with D. Ford, former Chiefs outside linebacker, and at one point a first-round pick for this team, being traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a second-round pick, not in this draft, but the upcoming draft. And, Steve, I know that you have been very critical of this move. You texted me last night and said, who the heck's going to play defense? and i understand that there is not a lot coming back with this trade besides the fact that number 1 the chiefs will free up a ton of cap space about 15 million dollars in order to go get somebody else plus they don't have to spend all of this money on a monster contract with d ford because right. that is what he wanted
1: 87 million for i think 5 years the 49ers are going to So the me.
2: chiefs don't have to spend this money and and if san francisco plays their cards right then they might have a chance to get Bosa coming out of the draft from Ohio State and get another very good pass rusher. So they could play this very well. But I think the approval rating for Chiefs fans has been good because you don't have to make this deal with D Ford. And a friend of mine, we had been joking around about it all season long that D Ford was going to weasel his way into a big contract and kill the Chiefs and then in the next couple of years not be any good.
1: Well, and I wrote in my column today, the D Ford. Is at the very same point where Justin Houston was when he signed his big deal. Right. And I said, you know, I think with the Chiefs, they you know they got burned on the ju- let's face it, they got torched on the Justin Houston. It didn't run. work out. It very did not well. work out. And I think they were afraid of a repeat with D. Ford. And let's face it, D. Ford's had maybe two good years with the Chiefs. Yeah. And he's not very good against. He's, he can rush the passer. That's basically all he can do. He's really not great against the run but he can rush the passer. But the thing is, with no Houston and no Ford, the one thing the Chiefs did better than anybody last year was sack the quarterback. But they're not going to be able to sack the quarterback with no linebackers. So, obviously, you know, they've got some other moves they're making. That and they've got time, too. Nick Perry, a really good linebacker from Green Bay, got cut loose. You know, they might look at him. I mean, the NFL is all of a sudden turning into like a revolving door. I mean, there's it's a mass exodus of... Players going around the league, there's guys that are probably making twice as much as they should but but you know they were they got they were able to get in a bidding war with another team, so it, it, you know Steve's not a big fan
2: of the players making as much money as they possibly can. He's a big fan of those teams getting a good deal
1: well you know i i finally decided I'm a, I'm a player guy I'm, I'm, i' I've finally decided there's no loyalty. From the owners, and there's no loyalty from the players. So exactly, they, so they can blame each other. I know the players say, "Well, the owners aren't loyal," and the owners say, "Well, these players aren't loyal." Let's, Go get that money. Let's face it. Are
2: you really rooting for the billionaires? Of course, You're really rooting for Robert Kraft there, to get a good deal. Well, well, he's gotten several good deals in the last yeah, couple he, months. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got a steal of a deal yeah, he down got to, in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah,
1: but anyway, let's face it: the players don't trust the owners, and the owners don't trust the players. I do
2: think this is good for the Chiefs, though, because it frees up the opportunity to go get more defensive weapons, and this is a chance, just like Tyron Matthew, to go get players that are ready to go and ready to make this team solid at this moment, and I know there are people that are saying, you're wasting Patrick Mahomes in his rookie contract early on in his career with not much of a defensive help behind him, but I do think they still have time to go get somebody else. Steve, the other big move that happened late in the night last night, Le'Veon Bell, former Pittsburgh Steelers running back, normal resident of South Beach the last six months, not hanging around, not working and not doing much. He held out on the Steelers, trying to get a bigger contract. Le'Veon Bell has signed a deal with the Jets or is going to sign a deal with the Jets at $13 million a year. And by the looks of it, if he would have taken the Steelers' original contract, yeah, then he would have been guaranteed a little bit more million. money.
1: He been guaranteed would have been
2: guaranteed a little bit more money, but it did work out for Le'Veon Bell. I think he was ready to get out of the situation in Pittsburgh. I think he didn't like what was happening there, and but clearly why, there were some problems. Why
1: would you go to the Jets who have no offensive line? Money, n- exactly. So you want it, money. So obviously. He doesn't care about winning because he's going to go to a team. I think he just wanted to get out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, unless he he's and they're not doing a whole lot of winning right now. They're and to make the playoffs. And maybe he sees endorsement contracts, but right now, after what he did last year, I don't think he's a guy that's going to get a lot of endorsements. I think he'll get a ton. Oh, I why wouldn't he? I don't think he's so. the best running back in the NFL. But I, here we go again with being paid for past performance. But I still, he's taking a lot. You know. Last year probably was good for him. He lo- exactly. He got the rest of his body. But after what that guy's been through the last four or five years before sitting out last year, how many miles are left on that tire? That was my whole point with all of this sitting out.
2: I thought that he would get a contract very similar to what it would have been. I didn't think he was going to really profit big time. I didn't think that he would go from $14 million a year down to $3 million a yeah. year. I thought it would be about balance, but this was a career-defining move because he essentially gives himself another year. Right. And I think that it will be good for him. I think it's good for the Jets. He moves into the big city. Odell Beckham leaves. Le'Veon Bell comes in. It's they Le'Veon's always they, they always find a way to keep some stars in New York City, I guess, except for the Knicks. Well, I got terrible. a feeling
1: the Giants fans, it's going to be... You're going to see the brown paper bags out from the first, first game of the season. You're going to see the brown paper bags out By the last home game, they'll have about 25,000 in the stands. I mean, it's going to be a ghost town at Giants Stadium. One thing the Giants have done, they basically assured themselves of having the number one draft pick next year because they're not going to win any games next year. Tough day to be a Giants fan. Tough, really tough day to be a Chiefs fan with Demetrius Harris leaving. Real, 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 <laughs> well, real, yeah, real stunner. I like, I like the Carlos Hyde pickup. I do. I think he's solid. I'm very happy with what the Chiefs have done so far. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a solid running back. Um, and then, uh, of course, Honey Badger. He's still young enough that you know he's athletic. You want to take a guess at how old he is? I'll say like 26. Exactly. Is that what he is? He feels older though. Yeah. Well, he's had knee. pro You know, he hurt his knee. He came out early. So, you know, he's, he's been, and he was a star at LSU for a long time. These LSU guys are everywhere. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Honey Badger. They're all Yeah, thanks for the reminders, LSU. Steve. Yeah. They just
2: kick Arkansas's butt over and over and over again.
1: But, well, anyway.
2: It's bad. It's painful for my life. Yeah. All these great players that beat Arkansas and move on and then knife to root for them. Tough times. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, which one would you rather talk about first, David Beatty or Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky? Oh, we want to talk about David Beatty. David Beatty. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Nextech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Selm. Steve, the big news around the Big 12 at least for the last 24 hours, it has not been about the Big 12 basketball tournament beginning tonight, maybe the biggest story in the conference has been from the football field. And you would think maybe that in the NFL, but on the football side of things, the University of Kansas might be in a little trouble. So to catch you up to speed on what's happened the last six months at the University of Kansas, Jeff Long was hired as the athletic director and what? July of last Mm -hmm. year, June, August, somewhere in that range. Jeff Long comes in. The writing is pretty much on the wall for former KU football coach David Beatty. Everybody and their mother knows that he's going to get fired in the middle of November or might have been even the end of October. David Beatty comes out and says, all right, we're going to fire David Beatty at the end of the year. We are going to let him leave nicely. We're going to let him coach out the final three or four games, however many it was. And David Beatty was very supportive and going on and saying, Yep, I'm excited to finish things out. I'm a Jayhawk. Go Hawks. Great mm-hmm. time. Oh, Rock yeah. Chalk. Yeah. So, after this happens, there is going to be a buyout for the University of Kansas to have to pay.
1: In other words, David Booth's going to write a check.
2: They're going to write a check to say, See you later, David Beatty. Thanks for the memories. A lot of fun. <laughs> Bad memories. So, there's going to be this buyout, but what it sounds like is that the University of Kansas and Jeff Long and their staff began to try and find a new way to get out of paying this buyout. Whether that was finding a loophole in the contract, or finding a way to say that David Beatty does not deserve to be paid this money. And so they start digging and trying to find reasons why it could have happened. Whether it could have been misuse of funds, whether it could have been bad conduct for the team, or for him personally, and They were trying to dig and dig and dig, and that's what it sounds like. And now, after all of this has happened, David Beatty is now suing the University of Kansas for trying to dig something up on him that wasn't there. Is that your understanding of what you've read on your KU chat lines? that's, That's my understanding. So now, as we look at what could happen next with David Beatty and what could happen next with the University of Kansas, this could put them into a murky situation. Where somebody like Jeff Long, who is probably behind a lot of this and is probably a part of trying to find dirt on David Beatty, does Jeff Long put himself into some trouble here now that
1: they have moved on? This is a bad look. It's It's, not good. It's a bad look for KU. Pay the man his money. Move on. Put this thing to bed. The guy did a bad job, but, you know, you can't help it. He tried. He failed. Pay, him, you know, honor the contract and just move on. Just tell David Booth and Dana Anderson. I mean, those guys are gazillionaires. You know, three million is nothing to those guys. So just have those guys write, you know, some of the other boosters write a check and let's just get David Beatty out of our minds and out of our heads and let him go coach high school football again. So here
2: is an excerpt from the press release from David Beatty's. Side of the argument. Immediately following the end of the season, Kansas athletic staff conducted standard exit interviews of all football coaches and staff, and through that process, we learned of possible NCAA violations allegedly committed by Beatty. KU contacted the NCAA and the Big Twelve Conference and began an investigation into the matter. Beatty refused to cooperate with KU with the KU review, and ultimately the NCAA took the lead in the still ongoing investigation. Due to the nature of the allegations, which, if true, would be in violation of the terms of Beatty's contract, the university has withheld payment of money owed to Beatty pending the outcome of the NCAA investigation. In a show of good faith, the university has placed the full amount owed in escrow. So, essentially what it means is that they were supposed to pay David Beatty $3 million in his buyout, but they said, well, there might be an investigation here on some things that you did wrong, so we're going to hold off on that. And it is not a good look. It is not good for... Paying
1: the money, and if there is some, uh, you know, it turns out he committed some violations, he should return the money. There might be some people out there as well that joke and say,
2: oh, well, it really should be David Beatty that owes the money to the (laughs) University of Kansas for how poorly he dug this team into the ground. But, if this was in his contract,
1: and this is the buyout that it's going to be $3 million, then KU needs to hold up its end of the bargain. Well, I'm getting tired of my alma mater, my Jayhawks, my Kansas Jayhawks, looking bad in the eyes around the country because lately they have not done anything that's warranted, you know, support. What you about look, Les Miles? People have been in that, support of that. That no, that was a good. I hire. think everybody was in support of know, firing you got, Dave, you, you David. You still Davey. got the basketball investigation. Who knows where that's ever gonna to lead to was Silvio de Sousa. Now this with Beatty. Then you had a tennis coach was a former tennis coach at KU got he was one of those that got caught up in that scheme that was unearthed yesterday about the college admissions, you know, falsifying things on college admissions. He was involved with that. So just it's a lot of scandal around the University of Kansas and I don't like it. Being an alum and being somebody that donates to the school, I don't like that. Not only that, but you've got all of your alma maters in a little
2: trouble. Wherever Steve goes, the trouble follows. Independence
1: Junior College.
2: Independence Junior College and Coach Brown, what a fun time that well, was. Well, there's been, there's
1: been some talk around town in Independence. They're going to close the school.
2: Steve will not have that.
1: He'll be writing a lot of checks and said, okay, we're not closing it down. Because I miss my golf days. They, they have two junior colleges in Montgomery County. And the taxpayers are saying, we only need one.
2: Ooh. Yeah. It's going to be the Ville that Ugh. reigns supreme in Montgomery County. And it's a
1: hole. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> all right, Steve, we'll take one more break. I want to talk about that scandal next. And my favorite member of the Full House, Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin, and her involvement with all of this. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joiner, Steve Sell. Steve, ride. if there is one thing I do know about you, it is that you do not have to bribe your way. To get into the University of Kansas, or did you? Did, no. you, did you have to bribe anybody? Back then, was, was your GPA good enough at Independence Community College to prob- get in? Probably not, but they, were t- <laughs> they they wanted my money. Your your dad didn't just go ahead and, and bribe the University of Kansas and say, "Please throw a little Stevie a bone. He needs
1: some help. We got to get him in there." No, no. He didn't have to do that. And back then, college wasn't near as expensive as what is what it is now. So,
2: the big story yesterday, and I've been trying to read more about it and figure out what the heck's going on, is that there were several celebrity parents, or at least just very prominent and and wealthy parents, that had some maybe not so smart kids (laughs) that were not doing very well in high school, and their transcripts were not looking great to get themselves into some predominant and very smart institutions. So what it sounds like has happened is there's around 50 people that have been involved in this. And the money has totaled up to about $25 million in fraud and a scam of trying to have other people take the ACT and the SAT and forge reports and find ways to get into colleges because they weren't really smart enough to get in any other way. And the first thing that I'm confused about is if, let's say, Lori Laughlin, who is Aunt Becky from Full House... I wouldn't know. If her daughter is not smart enough to go to, or it might be son, whoever it is, is not smart enough to go to Harvard, and they really want them to go to Harvard, I would think that she's got enough Full House money lying around that they could tell Harvard, hey, please take my kid.
1: Well, they showed a... Wouldn't cl- you think? Yeah, they showed a clip of her, like, not after this... this is- a clip from a long time ago where she said, well, I really didn't want to go to college. I don't like school, but I wanted to go party, hang out with friends, go to games, go to sporting events. But I really, I didn't really care about school. So, yeah, she was real motivated to go to school. It's okay
2: to not really care about school and want to go to college and hang out and have fun. But I would just think that somebody with that amount of money, that it wouldn't take having to pay somebody to take your SAT, I would almost just think you could go up to the campus and say, hey, here's two hundred grand. take my kid. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Now, maybe not at Harvard or Yale, but if your kid can't get into any regular school and you say, okay, let's go to Harvard or Yale, that sounds like a bad plan to begin with. Yeah. How do you think you would have done at Harvard or Yale, Steve?
1: How would I have done? Yeah,
2: how would you have done? And you're pretty smart. 0.0. And I just don't understand why she would want them to go to these fancy schools. Uh, If you are not cut out for college, and if you're not cut out for higher education, I would dumb it down a little bit on where you wanted to go. Steve, if you were not quite smart enough, and your dreams were, I'm going to go to the University of Kansas, I'm going to be an engineer, it's going to be incredible, I'm ready, but you had like a one-point, one GPA in high school and failed all of your engineering classes that were very similar to that and you got a 16 on your ACT, I would maybe suggest that you could go have fun, but I'd say go to Pittsburgh State.
1: Yeah, exactly. They give
2: out nice degrees at Pittsburgh State. Yeah, It's not quite as expensive. It's not quite as hard to get into. I could have lived in my aunt's basement. That would have been really fun. You bet. (laughs) But I'm just blown away by the Matters and and the extent that these people were going to to try and get their kids into college.
1: And these people are going to get, they're going to, they're not, I I don't think they'll end up getting jail time, but I got a feeling they're going to be paying a hefty fine.
2: Aunt Becky, so sad that she might be going to jail.
1: I don't know, Aunt Becky. Steve, did you see what happened in the Bachelor finale last night? I I thought maybe you'd forgotten about We were going to get by without, I did not see what happened to the Bachelor. Well, there wasn't a big proposal. Okay. But he did end up with one. Did he really? He did. Colton.
2: Okay. Nice good, guy. Good for him. Are you ready for the Bachelorette? They announced who it's going to be. Wonderful. Hannah B. They yeah. nickname her Hannah Beast. She went to the University of Alabama. Yeah. She was in the Miss Alabama pageant at one point. She's a big Crimson Tide fan. She
1: was in was she in The Bachelor? Yes. Oh, okay. She finished fourth or fifth. Well, you know what they say about fourth or fifth? It's the third or fourth loser.
2: Hannah B. Roll tide, rammer jammer, yeah. Alabama.
1: Well, I wonder what uh Harvey Updike will say about that. He'll say roll tide. <laughs> roll
2: tide. <laughs> All right, Steve. We'll take our we'll we'll be done for today. You wanna be done? Sure.
1: What number is this by the way?
2: Like three forty five. Woo. We're really moving. And we were never gonna we are never going to make it. make it. We're going to
1: never make it past a month. That's we have, what we were we have
2: defied all odds <laughs> against all odds, like Phil Collins would say. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.
2: What